quit. I was going to get the young ones to hand out communion for us this morning, please. I did ask them this morning. They're just being slow. Annie Nettie is staring at you. So while they're doing that, so I started thinking a little while ago when I was asked to do communion what I was going to talk about and I kept coming back to covenant so I heard a sermon recently whilst I was multitasking with my morning coffee and I haven't been able to get it out of my mind it was based on the story of Abram before he became Abraham I'm not sure if you know but in my spare time I am in the middle of a bachelor of theology so um, I'm apologising up front if I get too technical um, and I get a little bit too excited about different things. So I did go down a bit of a windy path with this one. So I am studying an Old Testament subject this semester, which is one of the reasons why Abraham kind of took... I noticed him a little bit more. So covenant, specifically blood covenant, is first mentioned in Genesis and is mentioned 313 times in 293 verses throughout the whole Bible. So covenant, so the Hebrew, bereath, and I do apologise if that's not how it's pronounced, means a covenant between nations, a treaty an alliance of friendship between individuals, a pledge or agreement with obligation between a monarch and subjects, a constitution between God and man, a covenant accompanied by signs, sacrifices and a solemn oath that sealed the relationship with promises of blessings for keeping the covenant and curses for breaking it. So the first time blood covenant is mentioned is in Genesis 15 with Abram. This is where the blood covenant gets really interesting. This is significant in theology land and gets a fancy title of principle of first mention. And to be honest, you pay attention to the first mention. So I'm paraphrasing here and probably denetifying it a bit. But we start with Abram having a bit of a moment and he's worried that the promises that God had promised hadn't quite come to pass and so he was second-guessing everything and named another heir because Sarah, because she hadn't become Sarah yet, had yet to conceive. So he went around God a little bit. But God being compassionate and awesome... That he is, he told Abram in no uncertain terms, you can read that in there, that his heir would come from him. And because Abram is just like us, he asked the question, well, how will I know? I've been waiting 
forever and it's not come to pass. And then God told him to bring the animals. And in verse 10, he brought all these to him and cut them into down the middle and placed each piece opposite the other. But he didn't cut the birds in two. Haven't figured that bit out yet. When a contract in these days was being made, the two involved would bring an animal, so their calf, the lamb, sheep, whatever they had, and would bring it and each would cut them into and lay them out and have the blood pull into a trench down the middle. Then they would take their sandals off and walk through the blood. I find that a little bit disturbing, but... And they, whilst they were doing that, they would state something like, if the covenant between us is severed, then let what was done to these animals be done to us. So it was pretty binding. And in those days, I have a feeling there was a few people that got... So it's a pretty important moment. But I think one of the things that I found really interesting in this was if a commoner and a commoner, so my dad and the dad of the person I was meant to marry, walked through, they would both have to walk through. If a king and a commoner were making this covenant, this contract, only the commoner would have to walk through. The king would not have to walk through because he's already proven himself he's already got the collateral he doesn't need to say anything about it so this is something really significant to remember so back to Abram and God in verse 12 in Genesis 15 verse 12 it's like now when the sun was going down a deep sleep fell upon Abram and behold horror and great darkness fell upon him again I'm paraphrasing here But God tells Abram what will happen in the future. Again, no real time frames. And then this is where I get excited because in verse 17, and it came to pass when the sun went down and it was dark that behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between those pieces. Theologians say that this is a theophany and I just love to say that word where the physical manifestation of God occurs. So the smoking oven and burning torch is the physical representation of God. The other awesome thing that I learned was that in the Hebrew, the word usage for Abram falling into a deep sleep suggests that he was not asleep, but restrained. So he was awake for the whole thing. He was just held down so that the manifestation of God would not harm him. And also the biggest thing of the whole thing is that Abram did not walk through the blood. Only God did. And that is just mind-blowing because he didn't have to at all. So God is saying that if the relationship or covenant is broken... He will pay the price in blood. 
this got me thinking because this was the first mention. So where else is it? And I came to Jesus. Jesus paid our price in blood. Jesus dying on the cross was from the very beginning planned by God. So right from Abram or the beginning, we were always to be saved. Jesus coming to be our saviour was not a knee-jerk reaction, but a 100% planned out promised event. Jesus at the Last Supper actually makes comment to the covenant. So if we go to Mark 14... 22 and as they were eating Jesus took bread blessed and broke it and gave it to them and said take eat this is my body then he took the cup and when he had given thanks he gave it to them and they all drank from it and he said to them this is my blood of the covenant which is shed for many Assuredly, I say to you, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. This is the only place, the Last Supper, that it is recorded that Jesus referenced the covenant specifically. In this space where we take the bread and the wine as a way to remember what Jesus did for us, it has made me contemplate that way, way before I was even a speck in my mother's womb, God made a covenant with Abram and followed it through all the way to the cross and beyond. Jesus took on my sins and yours because God honoured the covenant he made with the father of many nations. We make mistakes every day and our God continues to make a way for us to connect back to him. So while you spend time contemplating that, please take the emblems when you're ready. So thank you. <laughs>